title of today's message, Changing Lives by Reflecting God's Forgiveness and Love. This is the vision of this church. Our mission statement last week, hope for the city, hope for the world. Our vision is to change lives by reflecting. That means like you're a mirror and you reflect God's forgiveness and love. Amen. That we don't get to be picky about it. <laughs> I like that laugh, Larry. <laughs> we don't get to be picky about who we love or who we forgive. We have to love everybody and forgive everybody. Amen. Amen. Love everybody, forgive. Say, love everybody. Love everybody. Forgive, everybody. forgive everybody. Amen. That's that's not an option. It's not an option. If you don't, I don't want to be you. <laughs> I don't want to say you're not going to heaven, but so we're going to read out of Matthew chapter six, just two, two verses right now, uh, verses 14 and 15. If you stand with me for the reading of the word, Matthew six, 14 and 15, for if you forgive men, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Father, as we come before you in your word, I pray that, Lord, that you touch all of our hearts. I pray that as we go through the word, Holy Spirit, that you would search our hearts. That you would shine your light into our hearts. And, Lord, if there be any unforgiveness in any of us, that, Lord, that you'd bring it to our attention today so that we leave here free from it. And Father, we give you praise and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. You know, th this kind of stuff is so important to the Lord. He said, if you have aught with somebody... You know, before you give your offering, he said, leave your offering, go fix that, and then come back and give it. It's that important to the Lord, their forgiveness, amen? It's so important for our lives also. You know, it saves us, forgiveness saves us from a lot of trouble. It really does. Unforgiveness is really tough to carry around when you're carrying it around. It, it will block what God has for you. Unforgiveness will. And we need, we need to let, let all unforgiveness go. And whatever it is that has hurt us, we need to let it go. We need to let the people go. We need to just forgive. Can I hear an amen? amen. You know, I, I, in my life, I experienced somebody that really wronged us, Delanda and I. I mean, it was bad. And... I was a little upset and I was in another country when I, and, and, and the person was here. And when I came back, there was a, a funeral from somebody at the church and, and I went to the funeral and he was there and he wouldn't even look at me. 
He wouldn't acknowledge me. He wouldn't, he just turned his back on me. Matter of fact, when I went out of the funeral home, I was standing there talking to people and he came out and he went around and then he stood right in front of me with his back to me. And I thought, Lord, just let me hit him once. <laughs> just, just, just one time. You know, and the Lord said, you better not. <laughs> so I refrained. I wasn't the senior pastor at that time. Pastor Dave was. And when I went home that night, pastor had asked me to teach on prayer on Wednesday nights. And so I was going to teach out of a book called Becoming a Prayer Warrior, which I recommend to anybody, Becoming a Prayer Warrior by Elizabeth Alves. Great book. But I, I was literally sitting in my closet, we had a big closet at that time, in a beanbag, reading and praying. And I, I start into this chapter, and it's on forgiveness. How important forgiveness is to our prayer life. And I, the Lord brings it up into my mind about this person. And the Lord says, you want to do a little something, something? It's, it's, it's good, man. I'm telling you, I'm good. Leave me alone. That tickles. Mario. <laughs> See, now I got to figure out where I was. So I'm, I'm in the beanbag. I'm going back to that closet. And the Lord tells me, he says, you have to forgive that man. I said, I'm not forgiving that man. I said, that guy don't deserve my forgiveness for what he did for me, did to us. And the Lord said, you have to forgive him. I said, Lord, I mean, he really, really wronged us. I mean, I won't go into all that he did, but wow. I couldn't believe that a pastor would do that to me. A pastor did it to me. And I'm sitting there and the Lord says, you have to forgive him. And I, I said, Lord, it, it, what he did was so wrong. And the Lord said, you have to forgive him. I'm like, but Lord, and the Lord said, not for him, but for you. You have to forgive for you. Because it's like poison in you if you don't forgive. And I started crying right there in my closet and I just cried out to God and I forgave him and I let it go. And I, I just released it out of my life. And I, I released it and I was good. I mean, I really felt good. And when I, when I saw this man in public again, I was good enough to go and give him a hug and not a punch. I was good enough to say, hey, how you doing? You know, what's going on? To talk to him, like nothing ever happened. I just let it go. And, you know, and since then, when people have done me dirty and they come to me and they tell me they've done me dirty, I say, I don't care. I love you. I really don't care. I love you. You know, it, it just, it did something in me that I'm not holding on to anything. I don't want to hold on to anything. I don't want anything to interrupt what God wants to do in my life. Amen. And if, if our vision of new hope is going to be, is reflecting God's forgiveness and love, I better darn well have forgiveness down. If you're going to attend this church and be a part of this church, you need to have it down. You need to be forgiving. 
You know, but I, you know, I remember sitting in there, I felt like I'm letting him off the hook, Lord. You know, he needs me to be mad at him. <laughs> he didn't need me to be nothing, man. But when I let it go, the weight lifted off of me, and man, I was free. And if you can't tell when I preach, I'm free. And, and it has, <laughs> it had no ill effect on me. Nothing. Twice. This man called me. Said, I want to give you some money. He gave me, twice he gave me large sums of money. Twice I sent it back. The second time I sent it back, I said, we're good, man. We don't need to have money being transferred between us. It's all right. Because the Lord told me this. He said, you give it back. This is what he told me. He said, because I don't want you tied to him. I said, oh. So I was good. Hurt a little. <laughs> Looking at the check. It's like, I'm going to give it back. But I didn't, the Lord didn't want me tied to him. So just because you forgive doesn't mean you have to walk hand in hand with somebody, but it just means that you're not bitter anymore. I mean, it doesn't mean they, the, what you do is you take back control. You see, when you're walking in unforgiveness, you give up control of your life and you give it to somebody else. They have control over you. And so when you forgive, you're like, eh, no more, I'm good. And then you love and you, and you hug and you laugh and you don't care and you're good. You're free, amen? See, but the number one thing about unforgiveness, the block that it creates for us in our lives when we don't forgive is that we won't be forgiven. How many of you want to not be forgiven by God? Nobody. So how could we ever have unforgiveness in our hearts towards someone. You see, because the block is created by us, nobody else, the block is created by us. When we don't forgive people, when we hold on to things, now I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that I, you know, I mean, would be really hard, are really hard to forgive. People always ask me, what is the unpardonable sin? And I ask you today, what is your unpardonable sin? I'll tell you what it is. Your unpardonable sin is whatever you don't forgive. That's your unpardonable sin. And then that puts up a block between the Father in heaven and you. Because now when we have unforgiveness, you're not forgiven of your sins anymore. And you know, and I know... You know, there's people and the devil, the devil hates God and he hates you. So the devil will work at your life to create something to happen that is your unpardonable sin. So that you get in a position of unforgiveness so that you're not forgiven, so that the devil has you. Think about it. That's his plan. That's his ploy. That's what he works on. And he works on it from when you're a baby. 
Things happen when you're little kids, you know, molestations, beatings, things that happen when you're little that you don't understand and, and you're bitter and you're angry. You don't even know why you're angry, but it's, it stems from when you're a little kid and things have happened to you. And you hold on to it and you never, you don't even know that you need to forgive, but it's still there. And we need the Holy Spirit to search our hearts so that we can make sure that we're getting rid of this. We're not holding on to it. We're not going to have anything that blocks what God wants to do in our life. I don't want any hindrances. I don't want hindrances in my, in my walk. I don't want hindrances in my, in my prayer life. Amen. But I believe that this is why many people in the body of Christ are sick. Not the only reason. I mean, hey, sometimes we get sick because the devil attacks. Or we eat wrong. Or we do stupid things. But I want to give you an example of unforgiveness today out of the Word of God out of Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 35. I'm going to read you the story and then I'll come back and talk about it. It says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all he had, that the payments be made. And the servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I'll pay you all. Then verse 27, then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, forgave him the debt. But that servant went out I found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but he went, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So then his fellow servants saw what he had done and they were grieved. And they came and they told their master all that he had done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the tortures until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father also will do to each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. So Jesus came so that we could be forgiven of our sins, amen. He went to the cross. He took all of our sin and sickness to the cross so that we could be forgiven and healed. So Jesus paid the price for our sins, amen. So that we can be forgiven, that we can come and ask him, we can repent of our sins and ask him to forgive us for what we've done and he will forgive you, amen? It'd be done. It'd be like it never happened before. And what he's saying here in this passage is because he's done that for you, you need to do that. You can't hold on to things and still be forgiven. You have to let it go, Amen. God has extended his grace to us so that we who believe in Jesus 
have been washed clean. They're erased. They're wiped out. But the catch is we have to forgive people. We have to forgive people. Or there's a penalty. You're turned over to torturers. Not later. Now. See, when, when, when the people in the body of Christ walk around with unforgiveness in their hearts and, and they're, then they're being tortured. And, and I mean, I've had people literally come to me and say, I feel like I'm being tortured. And it's like, why? What's going on in your life? Do you have unforgiveness? Because that is one of the things that opens the door to torture. And it's not a future thing. It's you'll be turned over to being tortured now. You know, your health, whatever, your finances, your relationships, it just seems like everything just starts falling apart. I mean, people get deathly sick because of unforgiveness, because of the bitter root that gets put inside of them from what happened to them. So my heavenly father will also do to each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Torture, torture. Things happen in our lives that we can't take back. We can't fix it. You get abused in different ways. People wrong you. And it's not right. It's just plain not right. But when what happens to us, like I said, when we give control over that person over our lives, that's when it gets bad for us. That's when when we don't forgive, that's when it gets really bad for us. But forgiveness, forgiveness saves us. When I came to the Lord and I repented of my sins right here, right at this altar, right in this spot, right here. When I came here and did that, I was free. I was delivered. I was, it was amazing what God did. Amen. That's what happens. It has saved me. And God's forgiveness and us forgiving saves us from being tortured. There is another thing that opens the door to torture. It's not in my notes today, but it's 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Fear. When we walk around in fear, it opens the door to being tormented. Perfect love casts out all fear because fear leads to torment is what it says. Oh, did I put that in my notes? Yeah. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. See, so if we're going to walk in forgiveness and love, we can't walk in fear either because fear is going to prevent us from that love that we're going to walk in. Amen. We need to walk in, in that love. So we got to get rid of the fear. We got to get rid of the unforgiveness and we got to walk in love. Amen. We can't keep putting up these blocks that block God from what he wants to do in us. Amen. God wants us to be free. God wants us to serve him wholly. God wants us to not be tormented. Amen. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, to forgive us of all of our sins. So we're not tormented by sin anymore. And that's why we've got to forgive each other. And when we do, we're done. We're good. We're good. 
How many of you are good today? Amen. Listen, unforgiveness is sin and sin blocks our prayers. Blocks our prayers. Our vision here at New Hope is that we'd walk in forgiveness and love and love people back to life. I had some people come in and sit down in front of me and said, Pastor, I've said some things about you. I know. Well, I just want you to know I'm sorry. Okay, good. I'm good. I don't care. I love no matter what. I'm going to love no matter what. You talk bad about me, whatever. I don't care. I'm still going to love you. I'm not going to be. Number one, I don't want my prayers blocked. Number two, I want my sins forgiven. Amen. And number three, I just want to love people into heaven. Getting people into heaven is more important than how I feel. Amen. We, that's our job, our role. Jesus has passed it down. Hey, this is what you're to do. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. Go and win people to Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations. That's our job. And if you're ugly, old, and bitter, you can't do it. You've got to be forgiven. You can't stay bound up in your heart and in your mind for what's going on. You got to let it go. You got to just, I'm good. I'm just going to let it go. We can't be afraid to let it go. We can't be afraid. For some people, they've been bitter for so long. They've held on to things for so long. It's like a protection mode for them that keeps them protected from getting hurt. They're afraid of getting hurt. Release it. God's there for you. Amen. God's your protector. Amen. Amen? So that you can just begin to be released into the love of God and walk in the love of God. We don't have to be afraid to love. Amen. We don't have to be afraid to love. When we have Jesus, we are free to love people. Amen. It doesn't mean, like I said, that you have to walk hand in hand with the people who hurt you. But you're free to be around them. You're free to, you know, sometimes family gatherings can be really hard. You all laugh because you all know. There's that one or that two that just, hmm. And God's saying, you know what? I want you to love them. I want you to love them. I want you to win them. You can't win them if you don't love them. And that's, sometimes that's the hardest thing is the ones you love. The ones that are close to you, family. To reach out and just love them. Just hang out. Just love them. Just care for them. Amen. As I said, that the Lord told me to not take money from that man because he didn't want me tied to him. But he did want me to love him. He did want me to love him. And I knew I'd forgiven in my heart and it didn't affect me anymore. I was free to love. I was free to love because there's no fear in love. Amen. There's no fear in love. When you get into that perfect love of God, you're free to love. And it's amazing what God does. You're not afraid anymore. You're not afraid. People have no hold on you. You're not afraid. You don't care. You're just, you're just going to be loving. 
You're not afraid to forgive. You're not afraid to love people. The love of God fills you and holds you and brings you peace, amen? That peace, that comfort of the Holy Spirit to where you're just not afraid anymore. You're like, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid to get hurt. So I'm, I'm released to love because I know I'm not afraid of getting hurt because I know God's got me. But what I don't want to have is I don't want to be tormented, amen? I don't want to be tortured, amen? I don't want that. Unforgiveness brings torture. Um, fear brings torment. Love and forgiveness frees me from being tortured and tormented. Amen? Perfect love cast out all fear. Everybody say all. No bondage is where I want to be. Amen, it's where we need to be. Unforgiveness and not loving puts us in bondage. And we can't get where God wants us to be that way. It's really hard to shine when that's what's going on. God wants us to be free, to fulfill his plan for our lives. As I I said, this is why many people in the church have health issues. Let go of the past hurts and pain. Amen. Let, you know, what about, what about the people that have died that hurt you? What about them? You know, you can forgive them. You can still forgive them, even though they're gone. You can still forgive them. Father, I forgive them. Just do it from your heart. I forgive them. I release it to you, Lord. Forgive me. See, and you need to repent too. Forgive me for holding on to it. God, I just surrender it to you. I surrender. I surrender my life to you. This pain, I pray that you take it away now. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. And sometimes you got to get up, you got to do it every day. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. And you got to let it go and you got to just start loving again. First Peter 4, 8 declares, above all things, and above all things, and above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Fervent love. Fervent. What do you think fervent means? I mean, it's passion. It's intense love, amen? It means nothing's getting in your way. You love. You're fervent. You love. You don't care what happens. You love. Thank you for that amen, Jake. <laughs> love is not an option. It's not an option. It's a directive given from how we're to treat each other. Fervent love. Fervent love. The reason, the reason for the fervent love, Robert, is to cover a multitude of sins. Cover sins. Your sins, their sins, everybody's sin, sin. Cover it with love. But no, we want to expose it. We want them, everybody to know what they've done. Just expose it. Can you imagine... If God exposed all your sin, (laughs) how would you handle it? 
If God just started shouting out your sins right now, would you stay in this church? Would you stay here? I mean, would you stop coming to church altogether? Would you change churches or, you know, you remember, you know, that, that TV show Cheers many years ago where everybody knows your name, you know, that's kind of like church. Would you go to somewhere where nobody knows your name? They're like, hey, you. You're like, yeah, I ain't telling you my name. How, how would you handle being exposed? But what if we followed scripture? And we didn't speak of those things, but we covered those things. Covered them. We loved them to our victory. We covered people with love. Love. Forgiveness and love is the vision of this church. Forgiveness and love. Our mission, hope for the city, hope for the world. The vision, by changing lives, by reflecting God's forgiveness and love. Forgiving and loving people to life, amen? Forgiving one another. Listen, if we're going to spend eternity together, we got to get along. Amen? We got to love and forgive. We want to save lives, not condemn them, amen? We want to, and my prayer is that as this is our vision that you'll come along with this vision and be filled with the love of God and fill, forgive those that have wronged you or hurt you. Don't expose them to everyone, but cover them with the banner of love. We used to sing a song, his banner over me, his banner over you, his banner over us, his love, 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 love. It's his banner, love, love. Everybody say love. Love. Just stand with me this morning. Can we just can we just come to the altar today? Just everybody, just come here. Just come on down. You can kneel, lay down. I don't care. Get on your knees. Just get to the altar today. Come close, come close, come close. When in my prayer today, when I, we started my prayer, when I read the word, I said, Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would search our hearts today to see if there's anything in this that we need to forgive. Now's the time. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, if we have any unforgiveness, just repent of it right now. Just give it to Jesus right now. Just tell him I repent of this unforgiveness. I let it go today and it may be hard to say, it may hurt to say it, but I pray that today would be the day that you step out and you let it go, that you forgive today.
Holy Spirit, we could take down that block and we would be forgiven. Fill us today, Holy Spirit. Let your love just come to each one of us today, God. Let your love just come down and fill our hearts and our minds. That it breaks off all fear of what the enemy's been trying to do, God. Let your love just fill us today, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, just flow in us today. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Let your love abound and fill every person here today. Lord, your love just overflowing in us today, God. Your love, perfect love, God, perfect love. Just fill us today, God. Lord, that we not be intimidated by what the enemy's been trying to lie to us about. But Lord, we'd forgive, forgive, forgive. Lord, and that your love would just abound in our hearts and our minds today. Everybody repeat after me. Your heavenly father, I thank you for Jesus. Jesus, I release today all unforgiveness, all bitterness, all rage. And I ask today that you heal me. That you forgive me. That you make me free today. Take these weights off and release your love. Let your love fill me today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Yeah, amen. Let's give the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Amen? Amen. We're good. We're good? All right. Well, don't go. But you can go back to your seats. <laughs> okay. We pray right now. Hey, why don't you stretch your hands out towards this sister. She's having surgery this week. On our colon, Delanda. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Lord, just fill her today, God. Oh, Lord, let your hand be upon her, Father. Lord, if, if it's your will to for her to have the surgery, I pray for those surgeons, but Lord, my heart is that you do it right now. Lord, that you just root out and you pull down everything that's in there that's not of you. That Lord, that when they go to take the picture, they, they don't see it, God, that it be gone. The mighty power of God just fill her today, Father. You're the Lord God, our healer, Father.
And we love you. And we lift this sister up to you, Father. We pray for the healing power of the blood of Jesus to save her from this surgery today, God. Save her from this surgery, Father, by healing her colon today, God. Let it flow, Father. Yeah. <laughs> Let me anoint you with oil, Father, in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Father. Oh, let it rain, God. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. All right, you can be seated for a few minutes. Mindy's going to come and talk to you. Give Mindy a hand this morning.